Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on, Bay Area? Hey, baby. What's up, everybody? How's it going? This is uh, Tyler Hall representing the San Francisco Giants. And this is Clayton and Proto representing the Oakland Athletics. What's going on? We're in a couple weeks into spring break, spring training, spring fun time for everyone who did not just come home from working from home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we have a spring training actively happening around us. I've, I've been able to see baseball with my eyes a couple times. It's been on TV. It's been great here in the, you know, Crook uh, and John Miller. It's just, it's been awesome. Have you been able to catch any A's games yet? No, the A's are pretty, pretty sloppy on putting the things on live TV, but uh, thanks. You can watch to uh, um, 960 AM in the Bay area is a, is a solid way to listen to uh, the A's cast. Um, of course you can go online, listen to A's cast as well. Uh, but yeah, Ken Korak, Vince Contrero holding it down, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, just, just listen to it on the side. Uh, not been super exciting over on this end, but <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, so we're, we're back for season three, uh, Hell yeah. episode two. So thanks for getting back with us. Uh, as we mentioned last episode, we are going to try to get, uh, an episode out every Sunday for you guys. But this past Sunday, uh, Clay and I were actually at a Sacramento Kings game. So we were, uh, expanding the Bay Bay empire, if you will. We were a little thirsty for some uh, Northern California sports. And we went and saw probably the best game on Sunday. I mean, you know, we won't talk too much about basketball. This ain't a basketball podcast, but we did watch the Kings put up some numbers on the Suns. They didn't yeah. win, but hey, we got to 10. see a game in overtime against the best team in the NBA right now. So I'll take it. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so that's why we, we didn't get this out to you guys on Sunday. But um but here we are. Forward, we will try to do that. We are here now, episode two. Tuesday. So, uh, two, you know, two Tuesday. That's yeah, right. We meant to there, do that. We did this in, <laughs> on purpose. Um, so, before we get into the A's and Giants, I did want to talk. There were a couple uh, rules that were ratified by the uh, Players Association in Major League Baseball today. Uh, some new rules, or some new, some uh, carryover rules being agreed to today. Um, the first one that is pretty interesting to me is a 28 man roster in April. So you can break camp with a couple extra guys. Now you don't have to necessarily worry about, uh, you know, extending guys. You can carry a little bigger pitching staff. Uh, from what I saw, I think this is like a permanent thing, not just to this year because of the shortened spring training. I might be wrong, but I didn't see that marked as just for this year. So, uh, you know, keep an extra guy up, you know, an extra guy or two up that you might normally have to send a triple A to start the season. So. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with the boosted pitching roster. I mean, uh, you know, that, that gets you to see more guys, you know, I, I that, you know, it, they've always felt like different rosters for a long time. And, and I don't think that, you know, I don't know. It's not, it's not like you're what we were talking about, you know, it will eventually lead into the Shohei Otani rule, but in the sense that, you know, are you, are you too worried about bolstering up the, I mean, even if the other team brings up their pitching roster and they can, they can bring in anybody they want, I guess that's a really problem when there's a big team with a real bolstered roster. Uh, yeah. But um, otherwise for like low income teams, it might be a benefit to them as well to say like, Hey, you know, we don't have to, you know, we could go through nine guys and that wouldn't be, you know, well, we'll you know, see how that works out, but yeah. you could go through more, you could go through more of your pitchers that might work out for the A's. 
um, to be able to just kind of uh, express their roster a little bit more. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting now, too, because, you know, the, typically the American League teams would carry a slightly smaller uh, – um, you know, they, they didn't have to worry about the, the pitchers as much. They would carry a larger offensive roster usually. Uh, mm-hmm. And so now that that's kind of spread across both ways, and now you have two extra men in, a, in the month of April, how do you, uh, you know, how do you want to attack that? It'll be interesting that's to good. see. I'm sure, you know, no, I'm sure it won't be a universal thing. Everyone will kind of do their own thing. It's probably good for fans, fans of a pitching game. You know, I, I think that's it's it's a move away from the getting the general public involved. But, I mean, for baseball fans, that's, that's kind of a good thing. You know, we want to see a good defensive game. Yeah, well, and I think, you know, the main reason why it's just for April is, you know, you can take that time to kind of extend your starters out slowly. Uh, and have a couple an extra guy or two in the uh you know in the pen so if you need to pull a starter after you know four or five where normally you'd be taxing your bullpen with a couple extra guys in there now you're kind of letting those guys you know all these guys make so much money now like the teams don't want them to go deep into games you want to make sure they're healthy so you know extend them out give them that a little extra buffer in april to extend their arm out absolutely any harm in it uh, the uh, the next rule is a carryover from the pandemic years. The the ghost runner, I like to call it, on second to start extra innings. Now that one they're saying is just for 2022, at least for now. It's I've heard that the players really like it, um, so I could easily see it becoming a permanent thing. But as of now, they're saying it's just for this coming year. Uh, I personally, I, I don't hate the rule itself. I wish they would at least you know start it in like the 12th or the 13th you know that you play, oh, you play I, nine innings yeah. just because you're tied doesn't mean Push you gotta down. get gimmicky it does yeah, you know. yeah it gets real gimmicky in the 10th yeah absolutely I, I i mean i agree with that but not that that's gonna like you know not that tyler yeah. doesn't have any say in the rules but yeah no, that would make perfect sense calling us would be the smartest thing rob manfred ever did honestly i'd say don't do it at all because ghost runner is dumb and it doesn't make any sense but you know, yeah, that's why I was thinking, you know, if they start it in like the 13th, that gives you the 10th, 11th, 12th, that gives you three innings that guarantees every man in the lineup has had a chance to hit, to you know, give his team the lead. And if at that point, if you just w- want to wrap it up, uh, you know, then, go for then it. Then you can go for it. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, like mean, that. I like that. That's not a bad, that's not a bad way. I to mean, I do feel like the ghost runner rule helps ensure there's not going to be many like 17, 18, 19 inning games. And my standing as the 22nd, only 22nd K in Oracle park history has a chance of standing for a while. Um, but yeah, I, I wish they would give us a few extra uh, regular innings before you have to get all cray cray on us but. yeah i mean well it, it's just you know it's, it's, but at this point you know it's like speed it up everything people. considered at least we have a baseball season and if that means i get, have to watch a ghost runner on second I'll, if I, I'll it, I i get that i get that you know hey a's or a's or giants fans if you guys got something to say about this at us about uh pitching clocks about ghost runners how do you feel about the length of the game because you know i, I i'm in for the long haul I'll, you know, if it's, if it's the worst of the worst, I'll go home and I'll watch the rest of the game on TV because I, I, you know, I'll keep watching the game, but it won't be, you know, you know, the end of the world. I'll still want to know who ended up in the, you know, 22nd 
uh, strikeout, um, aka Tyler. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I want you want to see. I, I personally like to see stuff like that. I love defensive battles, but if that's not for everyone, I think that's a good halfway point. You know, saying yeah. like, okay, by the 13th or 14th, you know, 12th inning. You know, all right, let's 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 wrap things up. Let, you know, it, this is yeah. this is getting ridiculous. I get that. I get that. Yeah. But you know, I think that's that's the beauty of baseball that we're going to watch kind of go away because typically things didn't go till that kind of you know that's why you were the first twenty second strikeout in, in Giants history because they didn't that's typically right. get to that point until until where we are now and and so if you know if that's where the game's going then great all right maybe we need to have a few more it's like the three point line getting a little pushed a little out you know it's just. <laughs> Chamberlain was just too good, you know. He just had to, you had to push it out a little bit, you know. Yeah. Now you're seeing these high school. Man, that's our like second basketball, second basketball reference. Yeah, in all right. Back to basketball. You know, it's not it's basketball season's almost over, and baseball season has almost started. Yeah, and so the last rule I want to talk about before we start hopping into the the Bay Bay baseball portion of the the podcast is the Otani rule. So now with uh with pitchers if you're a starting pitcher and you're DHing as well so if you're hitting on a day that you start the game on the mound you no longer have to leave the batting lineup when you're pulled off the mound so basically you can DH the whole game and this is you know I've seen it everywhere on Twitter the last couple hours the Otani rule there's no one else this could even potentially pertain to and you know at first I'm like okay you know it Seems like it's kind of giving the Angels an unfair advantage because well, the league well, knows what team has him and they're yeah. basically catering it to him. But that said, you know, I, I've said it before several times how crappy the league is at, at you know, promoting their players. And Otani's about as big of a star as they have right now. And so, you know, give the fans what they want to see. They want to see this guy hit and pitch. You don't want to go to a game where Otani was pitching so you didn't get to see him hit. Like if you live on the other side of the country and the Angels are in town and you buy a ticket ahead of time, you know, weeks ahead of time, you don't know who's – and you get there and Otani's only on the mound, um, you know, that's kind of a bummer. And so, you know, give the fans what they want to see. Promote your stars. Yeah. I mean, not only that, not only that, I think the fans should get to vote on which bullpen, which person in the bullpen they want to pit, want to play as DH later on in the innings, you know, because honestly, I mean, you should promote this because Logan Webb may be the last, you know, true pitcher to hit a bomb. While uh, Logan Webb will be. I mean, you know, crazy Logan Webb. You know that, yeah. that that might you know like you know like if Giants you know wanted to have anybody in there I mean I'd I'd promote that for you guys Shamanea hit a little hit a little blooper blip you know who knows what he would have been behind the plate over on the A's you know I, it makes you wonder makes you wonder if you got any suggestions out there any listeners if you got any suggestions of pitchers other who's maybe the greatest both back and back both time uh you you know let us know what pitcher you think. Uh, would also be able to meet this uh, crazy rule. I have a feeling uh, we're going to get some, uh, some mad bum votes from the Giants fans. Oh, okay, but, okay. I feel that, yeah. You know, he only hits like 200, uh, you know. I, it's not like, great, but it's, it's not, not great. great. It's great for a pitcher. It's not great. It's not someone you're you're going to leave in your lineup intentionally. Um, but, you know, well, you know, give him more opportunities. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. 
Well, Clay, I think it's time we get into the A's and Giants. And I guess let's just rip the Band-Aid off since we spoke last uh, nine days ago. Uh, you used to have two mats on the corners of the infield, and now you have no mats. So no mats. No tell mats. us a little bit about we the A's Matt League. Kawahara How do you feel about it? San Francisco Chronicle. Thanks, Matt Kawahara, for covering the A's so closely for the San Francisco Chronicle. I know that's a tough job. Susan Slusser used to have that. It's you know it's tough. Anyway, the mats, the mats are gone. That's it's the mat era is over, and it was a great era. I mean, that's all I got to say is it, as you saw it coming. I don't think anyone thought that the A's would put any more money into this. They um, kind of lowballed slash who knows with Matt Chapman. Um, maybe he would have gotten a better deal. They apparently offered Matt Chapman uh, 150 for 10 years, 150 mil for 10 years. Um, and his agent told him not to go for it and to wait it out. I, you know, if he has an explosive season with the Blue Jays and he can make that money back, maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. But, um, you know, I don't know. It's it's hard to believe that two years later that the A's just suddenly made this magical offer to Matt Chapman that none of us knew about. And suddenly we were like so caught unawares that the A's actually offered money for some player. I don't know. I think that's crazy. Matt Chapman obviously was their favorite, but if they were going to only spend money on Matt Chapman, then he can read between the lines. He, they weren't keeping Semyon. They weren't keeping Olsen. They weren't keeping any great uh, pitching staff. We'll see. That It was like, <laughs> you know, for him, it was almost a no-brainer to say, like, yeah, if I get healthy again, I'm going to make way more money. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, I think I think on his end, uh, we'll see. Obviously, we'll see how that works out for him. But um, I can't judge him too hard for not taking that offer from the A's. Um, they wanted to make him the poster boy. He didn't see a new stadium coming. He didn't see any great new players coming in. You know, and to be honest, you know, like we we talked about it, you know, not on the podcast. The, the timing of the news was kind of weird. Like, did the A's decide to leak that or what? But after, yeah. To be honest, like. They- 10 years, 150, I mean, yeah, that's like life-changing money for any of us. But, you know, at the time, especially, because this this would have been a couple years ago, this is a, Chapman's last year or two have been a little off, but he was like, you know, full-on Chapman a couple years ago when they made that offer. And, you know, he was playing like a top three or four or five third baseman in baseball. And yeah. and so $15 million a year for that kind of production – you could argue it's not really market value for what he was playing like at the time. So, you know, was he biting himself on it after the last couple of years when he had a little bit of a downturn, maybe, but if he can bounce back and have a strong year for Toronto this year, he'll be okay. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, yeah. And you know, we'll see, he's got a two year deal with the blue Jays. This may work out for him. Um, I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't get to see the Semyon, and uh, also, by a year. I'll get to see Semyon again, unfortunately. Yeah. You're um, see a lot of him, which makes me wonder. Um, so that's that's the competition with the A's this year is the Mariners and the Rangers. Are they going to make a try for it? Angels, um, I think we know the story there. Um, I don't see them making any more moves on pitching. Um, if they do, then okay, maybe we should be a little worried, but it's just going to be a slug fest every time we play the Angels again this year, it looks like. Um, as far as, and then Olsen went over to Atlanta. 
Olson's hometown Atlanta guy. Uh, he he's always loved Atlanta Braves. Um, I can't really judge anybody in this trade. Um, Atlanta needed a first baseman, <laughs> and Olson's yeah. uh, probably the best guy to. Did fill that they team. though? Like, did they, I feel like they didn't give Olson much more than the Dodgers gave Freeman? I guess they must have had a feeling that Freeman really wanted to go to the Dodgers. I think so. I mean, it must because have if you think about it, if they wait till after Freeman signs, everyone knows they're over a barrel for a first baseman, and then they're what they have to pay goes up. And then there, so, well, there was some, you know, and you guys, you know, hopefully the listeners can read into this a little bit. I don't know. Olson seemed to have bought a house in Atlanta, you know, and Freeman bought a house in LA like way before these deals were finalized. Well, I mean, like you said, though, Olson's from over there, so maybe he does he live there in the off season. It's not that crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not, it wasn't uh, super crazy news, but it's it not was like he's gonna. The A's aren't going to give a crap if he bought a house in Atlanta. If they don't get an offer they don't like, they're not going to take it. So, I, I mean, that, and I hope, I honestly, I hope Olsen has a great career with Atlanta. I mean, I don't I have high hopes for Atlanta with the way that they um, broke down their team, but you know that they got their world, they got their ring. So. And I mean, if if your team trades you trades a guy, like you can't really get mad at the, the player for getting traded, you know. And, and both the mats were awesome A's, and so. You know, unless you're unless the A's run into them in the postseason or something, uh, you guys should root for those guys. Like go Olsen and, uh, and, get, and ready for, get ready for hate Freeman season over <laughs> on your end. So, <laughs> oh, and if you think about it now, uh, Olsen is going to face Bassett quite a few times a year. They're going to in the same division in the Ooh. East. But uh, you know, how how did you feel about the packages that the A's got back for those guys? A lot of a uh, lot of respectable, um, you know. I think Christian Pash, uh, who had a very funny tweet at the beginning, said, "Oh, I'm." His first sentence, of course, was, uh, "Was uh, I, my heart is broken, broken? I've been traded to the A's," <laughs> <laughs> which is is a disappointing. You, it's to hear from Eddie fan. If you take it out of context, that's like kind of out of context because he goes on to kind of explain that you know he just loved being a Brave so much. It was the only organization he's known. So. Read the further tweets. It's okay, you know. He, I, I'm pretty excited to see Christian Passion in the A's uniform. He seems really excited. Now we have an A with a gold chain, which I think is a groundbreaking movement um, on our end. Uh, so, so it, yeah. is that how you pronounce it? Is it Pash? Is it? It's Pash. Pash, or okay. yeah, it's Pash. Okay. And so <laughs> Christian Pash. And he's uh, he's a young guy. Obviously, I, I think that, you know, in the next three, four years, we're going to see some really good numbers from this guy. I think it was a decent trade. It wasn't um, groundbreaking for the A's, obviously. But I think that the Atlanta got a, got a really good first baseman out of it. So that's it for the Mats um, and, the, and the A's trades. Uh, A's made some arbitration offers. They kept uh, Manea. Uh, they kept... Uh, uh, Montes, um, at least they're trying to make an offer so that they can make more money later. I hope that they can keep some sort of pitching rotation. If they're giving away all their great offense, then maybe they can keep a little defense and see if they can churn some numbers offensively. I don't know, classic money ball tactic. Uh, but uh, I'd really like to see uh, these, um, you know, bolster up their offense a little bit more and keep their pitching rotation and they have enough money now that they they're in the hundred million dollar um cba 
they they've they've been gifted the chance to pay these guys a little bit more. So I think that John Fisher has no option other than maybe push a little bit more money into this offense and maybe hold on to your defense a little bit. Manea had a great season. Montes had a great season. If you can hold on to those guys and you can just figure it out offensively, um, I'm that's that's my cross my fingers um, hope for this. My assumption is that the A's are probably just trying to get the most of their bang out of their buck out of Manea and Montes, and we might not see those guys. Do you, do you think they both get traded by opening day? Uh, yes, I'm gonna both. think negatively, so I'm so that I'm happy if they don't. I'm really hoping they don't, but I think that um, if I were to look at a classic A's fire sale, um, no player this is expendable. Is no player is not expendable, and that's how they that's how they money manage. Um, really disappointing way to look at things, but a realistic way to look at it from a fan's standpoint. Yeah. But anyway, you know that's that's Ooh. the A's. You know that's that's how they play ball. That's A's baseball. Money ball. It ain't even ain't even real money ball. But we'll see. You know, we'll see how it works out for them. Yeah. Bold move, Cotton. So let's see <laughs> if it pays off for them. Um, over on the the city side of the bay, uh, you know, right before we recorded last week, that the Giants signed Carlos Martinez. Literally, as Clay and I were chatting before we recorded. And uh, I just wanted to touch on, you know, after he signed and he had, a, you know, some time with the press, he said that he decided to come to the Giants because of their track record with helping pitchers, you know, turn their careers back around, which is awesome. And I think that's a smart move for any pitcher. But he also talked about how he knows the Giants are a team that, you know, focuses on their players' mental health and making sure that, you know, that they're in a good headspace, and you know he's uh he talked about uh having gone through a divorce previously and he's had you know some major injury issues and so you know i think it's great that you know you have athletes talking about that more and i think it's awesome that you know uh the giants are a team that players can look at and say you know that's that's great that the franchise values that so i just wanted to bring that up i think that's really cool and uh, it makes me kind of proud to be a giants fan even more than i already was (laughs) <laughs> I don't think that's fine. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so a- after uh, Martinez signed, um, the the Giants kind of snuck through in the middle of the night and added Matthew Boyd, f- uh, formerly of the Tigers as well. So uh, he's currently coming back from an injury. I don't think he is due back until May or June. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of a good, you know, stash him away, help him rehab and, you know, more rotation depth uh, if needed later in the year. So that, you know, I, I was a big fan of that signing. You know, he's uh, my, he's pl- played for the Tigers, so he's played for some pretty rough teams, but he's had some pretty solid uh, years and some some good stretches for the Tigers. So hopefully he can bring that to the Bay. Um, Speaking of, of course, rough, what's uh, what's the rough situation? We got a little bit of news today. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, I was on my list. Uh, that today the Giants signed Darren Ruff to a two-year extension for six point two five million, um, which basically bought him out of uh, you know avoided arbitration, bought out next year, which would have been his last arbitration year. And then there's a club option for I think it's a, just a straight club option, but there's an option there for a third year, so it could buy out a year of free agency as well. And so you know. Uh, happy for Ruff, you know, he, he, 
he's one guy who's kind of split proof. He can start and put up decent numbers against righties and lefties. So, you know, that, that's always good to see. And, uh, you know, we are a friend of the program, Hal, he's a huge Darren Ruff fan. So Absolutely. he'll probably be a little happy to see him stay close to home. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we will be barking at uh, Oracle Park for at least two more years. <laughs> well, yeah, I see. I mean, then they uh, voted arbitration with Yaz as well. That's, yeah, uh, the, the, there's some teams that they, you know, they aren't afraid to go to an arbitration hearing with their players, and the Giants are not that. They'd prefer not to. Uh, you know, it's kind of weird when you go into a hearing and trash talk your own guy, and then afterwards <laughs> you're like, "Come on back into the clubhouse. We're friends, right?" <laughs> Um, you know, some of the numbers I've seen from other teams where they're like, you know, 400 grand off on an offer with like decent players on their team. And they're like, nope, we're going to a hearing. It's like, mm. yep, yep. Um, so we'll see how that, see how it pays off for them, Cotton. But uh, <laughs> uh, the other big signing I wanted to talk about was the Giants signed Jock Peterson. Um, yeah, the know, Jock is back. Yeah, the, he's He's, you know, the, the Bay Area native coming home to play. Uh, the Giants even put uh, a locker in the locker room for his brother, Champ, who uh, who is autistic. Uh, if you haven't and, looked it up, that's a great, great uh, um, a series of, I mean, what, what a cool brother duo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, Very cool. Yeah, I thought that was really awesome. The team did that, you know, and. I don't know, like beginning of the offseason, he probably wouldn't have been the outfield target that I would have chose if I could choose anyone for the Giants to sign. But, you know, uh, I think it's especially if he's platooning for the most part and starting against righties and then, you know, maybe occasionally he'll have to, you know, start against a lefty. I think, you know, you know, he'll be great. You know, his personality already kind of fits the bay. He's kind of out there. He likes to joke around and have a good time and enjoy himself playing the game. So that'll be fun. And, uh, you know, he's a couple years removed from the Dodgers, so hopefully that's kind of washed out of his system and he can come, uh, come <laughs> help bring forth, some of you in your magic back to San Francisco. Never leaving Cal. He must live in Paso Robles or San Luis Obispo. I'm just going to ask. But, yeah, you know, I can't wait for, uh, you know, half the crowd at Oracle to be wearing uh, pearls this year. I'm sure, they'll, I'm sure they'll be selling them for like three bucks a string outside on your walk in over the left Yodul Bridge or down the Embarcadero. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, uh, like I said, I, I've gotten to watch parts of a couple of the spring training games. It's just awesome. I tweeted it out. I think it was last night. It's just awesome to have a ball game on in the background while you're making dinner, or doing some chores around the house. You know, it's just, absolutely. You know, makes it makes it feel a little bit better. Uh, you know, around Mine's the house. On ra- when I listen to the A's on radio, I feel like I'm traveling back in time, you know. I feel yeah. like I'm back in Montana, just, you know, listen to the sports game on the radio. That's the only way you can hear it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, you know, a uh, couple, uh, you know, late, late night Lamont has been having a solid start to his spring. He uh, had an interview come out earlier uh, today that, uh, you know, he took his last at bat when he struck out against Max Scherzer in the playoffs. He, you know, didn't take it lightly. He lost sleep over it. He used it to motivate himself. So hopefully, you know, Lamont can... uh, I mean, if there were a pitcher in the major leagues right now that I wouldn't lose sleep over striking out to, (laughs) 
probably put him in, you know, top three. Yeah, it was just, you know, <laughs> the situation he was in, you know, the chance to, you know, tie it or yeah. put the Giants in the lead in the playoffs against the Dodgers. You know, so, I, you know, I'm glad he used it as motivation. That's all you can really do is – Yeah, we won't talk those, about the end of that game. That was – Yeah, tough. you know, just take those opportunities to grow and make yourself better in the future so hopefully you don't have the same results in the future. And so, you know, he's starting off spring hitting pretty well. Uh, he, uh, Elliot Ramos is having a hot start as well. I saw, I think it was Slusser earlier say he's maybe fighting his way onto the roster to start the year. I don't know if I quite see that, but hopefully at some point this year, he's able to come up and contribute. So it's good to see him having a, a solid spring. And then, uh, I don't know what his chances are of making the team, but, the, uh, Brett Arbach is an interesting story. He, uh, he's already hit two triples, but he is, a uh, basically a Farhan special. He plays every position. He's like, technically his main position is a catcher, but he can play anywhere on the field if necessary. I just, you know, that kind of Swiss army knife is really seems love, like a Farhan. Love, put him wherever you can. Love utility, and, man, man. Those yeah. are, those make the game. I, I, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Chad Pender's the, the A's, the A's utility man. Let's so, so, I don't know. Maybe we should just cheers to the utility man. Can you play every position? I don't know, but you know, it will. You know which uh, former giant uh, played every position in a single game in college? Uh, I want to say Belt. No, uh, I said former. It's uh, the great Gerald Buster Posey. Oh, played every. Played every position in a, in a game for Florida State his senior year, um, uh, but yeah. So I, you know, and, and the former catcher in me always it made me kind of happy to see that you know he, that's his initial position. It's not like he's like, oh, we can make him an emergency catcher in a pinch. It's like, no, like he could, you know, be a catcher. And so you know, maybe if, if, at any point this year he is on the on the roster, you could keep him as your backup catcher if needed and that you don't have to worry as much about maybe putting Casali at behind the dish and Bart at DH. You can have them both in the lineup and not be. Is that who you see in the number two position this year? You see him there or who who are we going to have behind the plate right now? Oh, it's going to be Casali and Bart. Right. Oh yeah. The Bart. Yeah. So what I was saying was, you know, you could have both those guys in the lineup and not really have to worry about if one needs to be pulled for whatever reason you got. You got Brett Arbach. We'll we'll bring him <laughs> in from shortstop, and he'll uh, he'll just go right back into the catcher's spot. No, well, just hope hope your swole managers and your swole players are doing great. I'm hoping my guys can uh, can make it up. Mark Kotze, um, over on the athletic side, you know, hopefully he can uh, he can pull some shit together, and um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna make it happen this year. I don't know. We'll, CDAs make a make a make a fun run, but um, I'm yeah. thinking 72 games, 75 games. I don't know. We'll yeah, we'll get. I think so. We got we got two more episodes uh, before the season starts. I think next week we'll keep it kind of similar to this. Talk about some spring training, maybe some other moves that might happen. Hopefully, uh, whoever the A's trade, <laughs> and then uh, maybe that you know two weeks from this one, we'll we'll do kind of a predictions ep- uh, episode. We can talk about you know maybe some team MVP, team Cy Young. You know, how the team will finish, overall record, that kind of thing. Keep Manea, keep Montes, and keep the A's in Oakland. That's all I got to say on this end. And all we got to say to you all is uh, thank you very much for listening. Wito, obrigado. And uh, Ebebe. And as always, thank you to our great friend, Hurricane Chris. Ebebe. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>